Hello and welcome to episode 227 of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And we are going back to the well of uh, standard changes and yeah. maybe um, so an observation that I made that might kind of go against the three-year never-ending standard. Well, it kind of goes hand in hand with the, yeah. the topic and last week's topic, so yeah. we'll talk about it a little bit. So if you want to reach out to us on social media, Facebook, Discord, Twitter, all that stuff, email, all in the uh, description, go check that out. Yeah, hit us up. We like the engagement, so let us know what you think about us, what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. Let us know. Um, if you're looking to support the show, or if you're not and like we can talk you into supporting the show, there's Please. two ways you can do it. Uh, the first is with our TCG Player Affiliate link. It's Casual Tryhard MTG. Or I'm sorry. Let me start that over. Not MTG. CasualTryhard.com slash TCG uh, is our affiliate link. Um, follow that link. It's in the description. If, if I just messed you all up, you can just click on it. Uh, but you can follow that link to C- TCG Player. And anything you purchase after following that link... We will get a percentage of the help keeps the show going. Um, Let's us pay for all our random fees since this is just kind of a fun gig for us. Um, If you want to support the show more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casual tryhard MTG. Signing up for Patreon gets you access to our pre-show, gets us access to our show notes, and... Let, gets you on my mailing list for when I have cool givebacks to send you guys. Um, I got them together over the weekend. I didn't have a ton of time, so they didn't actually get in the mail. I got to do that tomorrow. But they are together and ready to go out. So patrons have that to look forward to. And our pre-show is pretty popular. Uh, it's just kind of us making sure our equipment works and catching up. But people seem to really like it. And when one doesn't go up for whatever reason, I I get messages. So. If you want to hear what we talk about in the pre-show, head on over to patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg and chip a couple bucks in and you'll get access to that as well. Yeah. All right. So, um, there was yet more magic format shakeup news, kind of? Yeah. Kind of just an expansion on what the initial news was, right? Yeah. So, um, Andrew Brown was on, was it like weekly MTG? I didn't watch the, the, the stream. I just read a couple stories and heard people talking about it. Yeah. Um, and kind of laid out what they're going to do for bands going forward. Mm-hmm. And the first major change is, well, one, they want to be more transparent and kind of have everyone know when bans are going to happen as opposed to what we've been dealing with for the last few years, which is again, like if, uh, uh, Ian Duke stubs his toe on the way to Olive Garden, like Oko gets banned or something. Right. (laughs) Ah, no food for you. No more Croxa. And then they just like, okay. (laughs) Um, So they want to do an annual ban window and Mm -hmm. they want to put this before preview season of the fall set. Okay. So, uh, and they want to kind of odd timing, right? Cause that's when rotation is going to be. Yes. So I, 
I thought, um, well, one, they want to do it for all formats. So not just for standard. They want this to be the ban window for all formats. Yeah. Um, but for standard in particular, I kind of thought of this as maybe you could think of this as like rotation through ban. Right? Like what are the things that we think are so good yeah. that we don't that we, we don't, don't want think, to dominate another format. Yeah, we don't think they're gonna be pushed out. Yeah. Uh or for maybe the this coming year. So since we already know Wilds of Eldrain and whatever of Ixalan yeah. um weren't designed with uh, you know, streets and Kamigawa and the Innistrad sets in standard. Mm-hmm. Maybe there are some things that are like, oh, these two things can't be in the same set or can't right. be in the same format because it will be too good. Like, you know, we printed Felidar Guardian and Sahili, but they were in, they weren't supposed to be in the same format, but now they're going right. to be. We should probably make sure that doesn't happen. So this could, especially in the first few years, be a way to um, make sure you don't get like weird combos or things mm-hmm. that, that wouldn't be pressure good relief valve of sorts. Yeah. So yes, we're not rotating stuff, but we now that we're testing, you know, whatever um, Catilda with the the Watley. Yeah, Watley. We know that that is bad. We can't do that. Mm. So we're going to make sure that uh, the old card is gone. And doing it before preview season, I think, is important because then people don't get hyped up for the interaction. Okay, that makes sense. Right? Like, oh, my gosh, like, we can totally do this. I'm going to go buy uh, Catilda's because... right. Like, why would they do it right before spoiler season, though, and not halfway through the summer when we don't have a set and could use a shakeup anyway? Um, you were thinking like, that, like that... you were thinking rationally. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I I agree. Right the the hey here's six months where standard doesn't change. Yeah, is not great. I mean. I think that the RCQ season right now is Pioneer. So on some level, if you're a competitive player, you get to ignore it mm-hmm. because you're playing Pioneer. So, hey, here's six months where, like, nothing's happening. Yeah. And here's some random modern legal set. Like, you know, next year's we'll have, like, the Care Bear Extended Universe or whatever mm-hmm. as our summer set. Um. But no, I I would agree that like if we did this ban when the old like summer set would come out, mm-hmm. right? That would make sense because then you'd have three months to play the standard that you like a different standard before these other cards come. Mm-hmm. But I guess on the flip side is. If so, let's say they, you know, we'll talk about this in a second. Let's say they banned Fable the Mirror Breaker and Shieldred, mm-hmm. right? And now you, if they were going to ban them in the fall, now you have what two or three weeks to maybe figure out like what the best decks to play are mm-hmm. before there's a new set, 
right? As opposed to having three months and being like, okay, well, this is the absolute best thing. Yeah. Unless there's something that's really pushed, we're just going to like put things into our green white counters deck. Right. So it, maybe it, it shortens the window that you have to, to, um, to solve the format without mm-hmm. these cards in it. Right. Makes so it kind of like turns, it kind of like tears the metagame up right yep. before a new set, as opposed to giving it time to settle. Yep. But from a like, kind of like why they used to have the pro tour, like right after uh set release. Yeah. Like, Hey, like, now we can figure out what decks are good, and these are the decks you guys can play. You know, yeah. you filthy net deckers can have some decks to net deck, <laughs> and then the the meta game kind of shifts from there. Yeah. Just quick tangent: it is super weird, like listening to pros now that are like, "Oh yeah, like I looked to see what like we went and took all the like five O decks from Magic Online, and that was our starting point." Or, yeah. like, I went and watched Croaky stream, and, like, <laughs> we played some of those decks. And it's like, no, 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 no. You, you were supposed to do all that work. Right. It's weird, because, like, that's not how it used to be. Right. Like, yeah, we watched some streams. Like, uh, someone tweeted the sick deck from this Japanese tournament, so we started. <laughs> it's like, what? You're, that's where we started. It's like, you're doing the same thing I'm doing. You're like, arenadecklist.com. What do we have here today? Like, yeah. yeah. So... I think knowing, like, hey, there's going to be a ban, we're guaranteed one set of changes. Now, I guess this ban could be no changes? Yeah, it's just, it's just a scheduled announcement from what I understand. Yeah. So, but, like, at least knowing what it is. Yeah. So is what good. did it used to be? Like, because they changed it in Ecoria, right? I think. It was constant before that well way before that i thought it was like it was like three or four weeks after a set released like there was like there was a bnr consistently but they like modern only usually got bans in the winter like the jan for the january bnr because they usually like did them before the modern pt Mm -hmm. but it was like every set there was a bnr associated with it yeah. Like a couple weeks after. Oh, you know, it was Pioneer that did it. That started this bans whenever we feel like. Yes, because they were like, we're going to aggressively yeah. ban Pioneer. And then it j- just spread to other formats. I think. And um, they did Companions. They did. Yeah. They printed some wild stuff. Yeah. In that era as well. That like they were like, oh, man, we have to ban. Yeah. But there was definitely like a day, like you knew when the BNR announcement was going to come. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we're going to like there's a day. It's once a year, but at the <laughs> same time, they're also going to have an emergency ban window, kind of in the old ban window, three or four weeks after a set comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Andrew Brown said it would be kind of specifically for if something was breaking older formats. Okay. Well, so, right. yeah, so, like, if we're cascading into Valky in Legacy yeah. constantly, maybe we shouldn't do that. Yeah. Maybe we need to change the cascade rule or ban Valky. Or, uh, 
if Oko is elking Black Lotuses to win games. Maybe we shouldn't <laughs> we should have Oko anymore. Right? Yeah. We should not have Oko anymore. Um, so, yeah, they're going to give themselves like an out of like, we didn't know how this card worked with Grinding Station. So and is this just regular releases or is this every set release? My... Let me look at the article again. So, like, will there be one of these for Lord of the Rings? Uh, I don't think they will start in the um, until like I read it as they wouldn't start until the the new cycle, but I could be wrong. Oh, okay. Um, so let me see here. Fallout supposed to include bans across any format. Okay, with plenty of communication with players before bans go into effect. They're also going to be considering it taken to unbanned cards. So they're going to be looking to like, this was a discussion I had uh, at the shop on uh, Friday. Yeah. uh, Was uh, I use grave troll and Bowman was like, they're not going to re unban grave troll. I'm like, fine. I'm like, but like death right. Shaman is not a bannable card in modern on power level and punishing fire. Yeah. Someone was like, well, I was like, well, maybe I said, I said, if you were playing with Deathrite Shaman, the thing that would make you happiest in the world after your opponent played a Ragavan was you getting to trade with the Ragavan. Right. He's like, oh, it's a one mana planeswalker. You would trade it with a Ragavan every single time. Like, if your opponent bolted it and hit you with a Ragavan, you'd be like, oh my god, that was the worst exchange in history. Right. Right. So, no, no, no. It's we'll not never like, financially recover. Yeah. It's like, it's not better than Esper Sentinel. It's not better than uh, yeah. Ragavan. Uh, Ragavan. What's the blue one? Is there, is there's not a dumb blue one drop? Mm, I don't think so. Uh, I thought there was a, is there a dumb blue, uh, dumb black one? There's more than this, but I don't, I can't think of them right now. But like, it's not better than those cards. Like, calm right. down. Calm down. Like, like it's Birds of Paradise that you have to do work for. Mm-hmm. The work is easier. And I also said, like, imagine, if you will, Death Rate Shaman is legal in Pioneer. Oh, wait, it is. No one plays it. <laughs> imagine if Ragavan was legal in Pioneer. What would happen? Yeah. It would just be Ragavans for as far as the eye can see. Esper mm-hmm. Sentinel, same deal. Or Boreal Grazers already doing the Lord's work, putting in lands, right? Like, yeah. no. So they might unban cards because, like, we even talk like, would Twin be good? I don't even know. Like, I don't know if Twin would be good. Um. So, okay. Hmm. <laughs> it's interesting that they're uh, considering unbanning cards, though, because they. Haven't? Yeah, really weren't for a while. Yeah, I think we've on, on a previous show kind of like maybe worked through some of the cards and been like, why is this here? Yeah. Um. Hmm. Oh, here it is. Shortly after each set's release, Wizards is going is also reserving a three week window where they can emergency ban cards across all formats. Andrew Brown anticipates this window. This ban window will will be rarely utilized, and that it would likely only be used in the case of card of a card that is breaking in eternal format. So, I read after each set's release as 
regular sets. Regular sets, but yeah. if they like release some campaign commander product, and Legacy just becomes that commander, I can't imagine that they're like, well, nope, we said regular set, or maybe yeah. like it would be okay. We have to wait till the next regular release, and then we're just gonna like. The day after that release, first day of the ban window, we're banning this stupid <laughs> commander card. Yeah. So maybe you have to write it out for a couple extra weeks. But I read I mean, it as... Unless it's over the summer and you've got to wait for six months. Yeah, I mean, they have kind of forgotten Legacy for large swaths of time. Yeah. So it wouldn't be the first time. So this is hopefully a way to one instill confidence in your collection that mm -hmm. you're not just like, you know, as, as someone who would buy a pioneer deck and then a week and a half later have all those cards be rendered useless. Um, <laughs> I kind of like the idea of like having a year. Yeah. Um, so that's good. So that gives a little more confidence as opposed to the current, like, you could just wake up and things could be banned. Yeah. Um, now, with that said, they're bringing the band hammer out again. They're warming it up, and it's it's really gonna good. it's gonna swing on Memorial Day. Excellent. So May. What's it gonna hit? Oh, a hundred percent. They're gonna get rid of Fable. Yeah. I don't think that they can leave Fable in standard. And not have the format be like you start with four fables and four bankbusters. I, I think you could even ban bankbuster, yeah. like with the uh, with the looter scooter uh, a ban of reasoning. Yeah, yeah, it's two colorless mana. It goes in every deck, right? And if we don't ban it, it's going to be in. 60% of decks for the next year. Yeah. So we're going to get rid of it. Um, But I would... Do you think anything else goes? Like, what? Like, I don't know what is, like, problematic that could go in... Uh, uh, in standard. Right? Like, what is the... What is another card that you're like, oh, man... I really wish this was like gone. I don't know what that what that card is, right? So yeah, I mean, there's probably nothing that's more uh, on the same level. So okay, for for example, um, what are the most played cards in standard overall? Reckoner, Bankbusters in seventy one percent of decks. Yeah, probably a problem. An average of three of them played. Lithomantic Barrage is in 60% of decks. Weird hoser. Yeah. Right. Uh, cut Down. They're never going to ban, like, Cut Down or Go for the Throat. Yeah. Uh, then Shieldred is 56%. Yeah. Shieldred is kind of what I was thinking, but I don't necessarily think No, I, I, I could think that you could, like, in, in theory, like, ban Bankbusters, Shieldred, and Fable. But, like, Shieldred hasn't been around very long. Yeah. And, like, at Well, its... it's also not problematic in the same ways. Yeah, like, at its core, it's, like, four mana deal to kill it. 
Mm -hmm. and maybe it's your fault for not having enough removal to kill the children. Right. Right. Um, Where like Fable just does. uh, I think I've talked about it before. Like, I hate the fact that red ramps now. Mm -hmm. Right. And like Fable's like, oh, like, let me ramp you. Let me like get you to the cards that you need. Yeah. Let me let me enable your graveyard deck. Let me like make it so you never have dead draw draws in your mid range deck, right? Remember when like if you played Jund mm-hmm. and you played against blue white control, you had a bunch of removal spells that didn't do anything, right? Now Fable's like, yeah, just discard those, son. Yeah. It's fine. Throw them away. Turn them into new cards. It's fine. Nothing's dead here. Uh, Blood Tithe Harvester is under forty eight percent. Now, granted, all the cards are red and black because there's one deck in the format. Yeah. Right? So, you have to get to the first... A tally is the first card that is not in Rakdos midrange. Right? And that is at 33% of decks. And then yeah. the next card is Atraxa at 21% of decks for creatures. Like the first purely white card is uh, Lauren of the Third Path, which I bet you kills well, you a got fa- Fable. Negate at 16. Oh, I'm looking at top creatures. Oh, I was just looking at cards. Okay. Let me look at more, more cards. Like, make disappear. Oh, negate. There you go. So yeah, the first not black card, black yeah. red card is negate, and disdainful stroke, which is played in Grixis mid range, right? Because I would like to interact with things on the stack, sir. So I think that anything you can do to kind of push. Also, like, if I would have told you when Lily was spoiled, I know we asked, is Lily still good? Yeah. But if sixty percent of decks are playing go for the throat. <laughs> when only 22 were playing lily you'd be like no you're wrong you you, you clearly can't read because that can't possibly yeah. happen and uh only as a two of only as two of i guess i have to play what was the best three mana planeswalker for a very long time yeah uh, i guess i had to play it so well i mean it was the best planeswalker or best three mana planeswalker from innistrad to oko right <laughs> I think. I don't think there's anything that was close. Three mana Ashiok, no. Little Nissa, no. Yeah. I mean, Narset was kind of there. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was Tef- Little Teferi. I think Little Teferi probably. Yeah. yeah, it's still like a decade run. Yeah, long time. And now we're like, eh, I guess I can play her in standard. I think they have to do something to make red black not as good. And if that is like maybe you ban Fable and Blood Tithe Harvester. You like kneecap the their two draw. No, that'd be a weird ban. Like random uncommon? Yeah. Hey, we we've banned uh there was just a video today on the the weakest cards ever banned in Magic. Yeah. Don't forget we banned a tune with either. Oh, yeah. Uh, Okay. um, My thought being that 
like you could still play black decks, right? Mm. Like there are a bunch of good two black uh, black two drops, right? You could play Mystery yeah. Shadow, right? But you lose a little consistency, and if you make it so it's not black red, yeah, maybe people play blue black, and then maybe people play black white. Yeah. And you're still just playing like mono swamps, but you might play different flavors of mono of swamp as right. opposed to red black. And then you just get rid of Reckoner or Bankbuster because again it goes in every deck and this goes is in everything. This is the curse of uh oh gosh. Artifacts is if they're good, they just go in everything. Right. Um, well, if they're just uni- universally good, like, yeah, a lot of the design and artifacts makes them pretty niche for a reason, so that they don't just go into every deck. But yeah, when you make something that's just universally a good card, then yeah, I mean, I feel like Bankbuster is played like it's a somewhere between a uh, treasure map mm-hmm. and like Maze Mind Tome. Yeah, like it's probably more Maze Mind Tome than Treasure Map. But because it can also just like become your win con, yeah, like it's way more played than Maze Mind Tome. Like they just kind of pushed Maze Mind Tome a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Like, what if Maze Mind Tome was a vehicle? Ah, eh, can't be. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. What What if it made its own pilot? Eh, whatevs. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's probably why we shouldn't have it do that uh, crew itself. But, like, if you just push the, like, you could leave Shieldred and push the black decks into another color. Mm -hmm. And it would probably drive down Invoke Despair because you don't get the treasures off of Fable to, like, ramp into Despair and to be like, oh, I have, like, three swamps and, and you know, I have three black sources and a mountain. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah, I have three black sources, a mountain, and a treasure, I can cast this. Yeah. Whereas if you don't have that thing making treasures, now you're like, oh, this is something I might have to cast on turn six or seven because yeah. it's like un- it's like close to uncastable. And my like black-white deck that has 14 black sources in it. Right. So like that could maybe push things in another direction but like i think there's still like a decent black white deck like i was playing like it was it was wraths four chandras four atalis and four breach the multiverse <laughs> and it's just like if i get to seven we're gonna we're gonna lose you're gonna lose we're just gonna do the thing and i'm gonna cast like 10 spells this turn and we're gonna win and like that's a different way to play red black. Mm-hmm. But like that way of playing red black isn't available because there's the best way to play red black. <laughs> yeah. So like you could you could push the deck more in another color. Mm-hmm. Or like think of all like the the dumb green black cards. Like both glisses are really good. Right. Right? Like neither one of those cards is gonna see play if fable and blood tithe harvester are there mm-hmm. right so maybe maybe fables enough but if i were doing the bands i wouldn't want to miss i wouldn't want to yep. just do fable and be and people go like well blood tithe harvester is really good 
And I guess I can play, uh, oh gosh, Graveyard Trespasser in this spot. Yeah, I mean, especially if we're not going to have another ban until October, September? Yeah. September, October, yeah. So, right, like I wouldn't want to miss and like have the ban happen and still like have Red Black be. Yeah. Like some similar version of this Red Black be dominance. Like take the red out of it. You still yeah. have like good red cards you can play, but now you've got to play red green or red white or something. You've got to play a different deck with your red cards because they don't support the same stuff. Right. But I do think Fable's banned, going to be banned. And there was talk about like, um, uh, do you think this impacts the Fable, the, the Fable, the value of Fable? Mm, probably not that's what i was gonna say as well like a lot of the value in fable is because it is like played in pioneer played in uh modern yeah i played it in my 3-0 friday night magic uh legacy deck there you go right and like well, it was like how good. many people are playing paper standard? Like that's this whole thing is supposed to be fixing the fact that nobody plays paper standard. Yeah. So is banning things, banning an expensive card out of a format that nobody plays going to affect the value? Probably not. Probably not. No, I don't. So if you're hearing this, don't like panic and try to like send your card somewhere. Yeah. Try to send your fable somewhere in the, uh, in the next few days. Cause I think like, what, they're like 30 bucks now? Are something absurd? There's something absurd. Uh, 24. Yeah. Um, and I think that you could, and they're, they're, they're slowly creeping down. They got, uh, they've been creeping up. They've right now. There's a little tail down. Cause I think people are anticipating them getting banned, but they were like, They've been 20 bucks for like the last minimum since December. They've been 20 bucks. Mm. I go back further. Yeah, they've they've been $20 or 17 since um September. Right, and I don't think they're going to go much below $17. Yeah, I don't think so. Because, like, I think so much of their value is, like, in Pioneer and all over my... So, like, I wouldn't stress about it, but uh, I do think they're that it's probably going to get banned. And, like, I hope, like, I think there's... I've seen some, like, I saw, like, this fun, like, ramp deck that ramped into... It was a Yeoman deck. It ramped into, like, Atraxa and Big Kaya and, like, something else dumb. And it was like, yeah, I can't, I can't imagine this deck being good in the face of Blood Tithe Harvester into Fable into Shieldred. Yeah. Like I just can't. It's like okay, cool. Like I, I guess I took twelve damage, but then I got my eight drop down. It's like neat. <laughs> Go for the throat, it kill you. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I did my thing. I drew like six cards off of a uh, Atraxa. Yeah, cool. You're Doesn't dead. Doesn't matter if you're dead. Doesn't matter. My card advantage was you didn't cast those. That's um, right. So that is, you know, uh, 
not not of a great a great feeling. They need to like kind of get rid of that. I know that like competitive standard is always going to be like ruthlessly efficient. Yeah, but you got to let people do other things. All right, so um. Do you think you don't think anything's gonna go? Anything else will probably go in standard. I think everything else is no, probably fine. No, I don't think so. Yeah, and I, like I said, I'm not even sure that uh, Blood Tithe Harvesters. I understand your reasoning, but I don't particularly oh, no. think that that's like a ban worthy card. Um, my thought was Shieldred, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily think that Shieldred's a ban worthy card either. And I don't know. I mean, maybe you're right, like, just to knock it, like, that's probably the next card to knock Red Black down a, a notch. It just seems like a really odd ban. Yeah, I mean, they've definitely banned some, like, odd things. Yeah. I mean, remember when, like, Ferocidon died for the sins of, like, was it Chain Whirler? Yeah. Right, where it was like, we don't want Red to be good anymore. I guess we'll take out Ferocidon. Uh, but... Yeah, no, it's, I was just trying to think of what is a card that would, like, push you to black-green mm-hmm. or black-white that doesn't also require them to have, like, printed, like, I don't know, a zombie bone crusher giant that had, like, you know. Yeah. Well, part of the problem, though, is that red-black still has good mana with uh, black-leaf cliffs, right? Mm-hmm. It does. So. White. Hmm. You're blue black, dark blue slick black, shores. Yeah, dark slick shores. Right, so um which kinda is why we have Grixis. Yeah. It, so but like could you push like more could you have more blue black decks and kind of cut the red? Yeah. Because like the reason your red is fable mm-hmm. and to a lesser extent Blood Tithe Harvester. But maybe getting rid of, rid of Fable, like, drives you out of, like, Grixis into, um... This blue-black? Blue-black. Or, like, Jund. You know, I guess you only have one fast land for Jund. Yeah. But you have the pain land for... You have both? Yeah, no, you, you have just, both. All yeah. ten pain lands are in. Oh, ten, Okay. So never, that doesn't like change anything, um, right? We have all yeah, we have all ten pain lands. Yes, we do because they went Dominaria United and Brothers yeah. War, and it was That's the right. weird split. Yeah, six and four. Six and four. Yeah. All right. So the other thing was I thought of this while playing um, midweek Magic. Mm-hmm. Often one of my favorite things to do in my arena week mm-hmm. is to play whatever weird format though um free omniscience draft <laughs> uh bring yeah, it what back what happened omniscience draft um okay the unpopular point i think people were bad at it yeah and didn't like it as a result mm-hmm. um and you had, um, so they brought something back that's similar, but they like make the deck for you. Right. Which like, no, let me draft, let me know that divination is busted in this format <laughs> and then let me draft it. 
let, let me know that like that I'm supposed to counterspell all the draw spells. Yeah. Because that's the only way I can get ahead. Um don't don't take that from me and just be like, here's a bunch of bad commons and <laughs> and now you're gonna cast them for free. And it's like, no. Well, I mean you no. kind of still draft it. You just draft it by um conceding and getting a new opening hand. Basically, yes. Yeah. Yes. But like I, I missed the draft portion of it because it was a different way to draft. But I do mm. like it definitely had like the swings of like you like your opponent clicked um on the play mm-hmm. and then you clicked concede because <laughs> like they had two divinations and a counter spell in their hand and they yep. went divination and you're like counter spell and they're like counter it and you're like uh oh divination again play three things and you're just like well scoop them up scoop them up but then you got to do like really cool things where you're like oh yeah this is awesome yeah yeah anyway so last week's midweek magic was magic on the edge Mm -hmm. which it's kind of odd that you uh singled this one out because i typically don't like magic on the edge like i i do enjoy the midweek magics but i and it like fair warning, I haven't haven't played a whole lot of Magic this week. Had some some other stuff going on, um, but I'm kind of relieved that it was Magic on the Edge because typically I don't I don't enjoy the Magic on the Edge events. So I like them because it's a new format to like build a deck in, mm-hmm. and it is kind of at that like like I am motivated to tinker. Mm-hmm. And, like, try to figure out, like, how to make the deck I'm playing as good as it can be. Yeah. Even if it is kind of, like, a garbage deck. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, like, how can I make this better? Or, like, oh, like, people are playing a lot of aggro. I guess I need to put sweepers in so I can do my big dumb thing or whatever, right? And trying to figure that out. Uh, but, like, it's it's pretty low stakes. Yeah. And it doesn't get, like... There's no motivation for like the hive mind to like write three art- yeah write three uh, write thirty five articles on the best midweek magic yeah. deck. How can you get your four uh your two free cards in your card style faster with right. this like no one's writing that article. Um, but so I enjoy those. But what I noticed this week is like kind of the juxtaposition of midweek magic being, I think it was only like three or four sets. It wasn't very many sets. Yeah. And we want to make standard bigger so we can have more like synergy and like mechanic and color pair decks Mm -hmm. as opposed to mid range. Yeah, I think typically when they do these on the edge, it's they usually do them like coming up to a rotation, and it's yeah. only the sets that will still be in standard after rotation. Yeah, um, I, I I feel like this was like four sets, uh, but I'm not sure. But um, yeah, let's see here. Um, so, oh man, uh, I did. I did just Google MT. Uh, I got to MTG Arena Zone, mm-hmm. uh, and they had and they had. Here's some net decks for you. <laughs> uh, 
So this this explains some of the stuff I was playing against. But, um, oh man, this is basically my deck. Um, they stole it from you. Yeah, I thought I was being all fancy. Um, so the but like what I found myself playing against a lot were the decks they called out as things they wish they saw in standard, right? The wizards which they saw in standard, right? I played against blue white uh soldiers. Yeah. A bunch. And I played against um green white toxic and abzan mm-hmm. toxic and all different types of like toxic decks. Yeah. So like when your card pool gets smaller Synergy is what carries you, right? Well, so is it that, or is it that because it's a midweek magic event and there's no stakes and the format's going to be gone in two days, is it that people just want to get their games in? So they're like, okay, what did I enjoy out of these four draft formats? Let me put that deck together and jam my games real quick. And, like, people aren't trying to solve the format, you know what I mean? I mean, that could be part of it, but, like, when you... So, standard gets tends to get more mid-rangey as standards get as it gets bigger, bigger. Yeah. right? Because, I mean, even think about, like, the most parasitic standard we had in, like, a long time, which was energy, mm-hmm. right? It was... Right as standard got bigger, it was like, well, Glorybringer is busted and it's red, so I'm gonna get rid of my other five drop that is slightly less good than Glorybringer. I'm gonna put in Glorybringer, yeah. and well, I have my four harness lightnings and I wanted some extra removal spells and a braid's really good, so I'm gonna put a braid in, and okay, my deck is now um, a little bit better. Right, mm-hmm. so each set, oh, oftentimes will let you put in like the slightly better version like right. oh um you know if you had a if you had eliminate in your deck and then they printed go for the throat like well go for the throat probably covers more than eliminate does so i'm gonna play go for the throat yeah right i was thinking about like five set standards because like midweek magic is similar to like a five yeah, set standard to. right your favorite, one of your favorite standard decks, was green, black, and uh, uh, Ravna. The Explorer deck. The Explorer. My yeah. point exactly. Yeah. It was the limited mechanic deck. Yeah. Right. It was the Explorer deck, and what did I play? I played blue, red Drakes, which yeah. was the Drake that cared about spells from Amonkhet, and the Drake and then, that cared yeah. about spells from. from- Ravnica from Guilds of Ravnica, like, hey, we had the same limited archetype three sets apart. Let me smush those two limited archetypes worth of cards together and make a deck. Right? And both of those decks kind of like fell to the wayside as standard got bigger, right? Like, you could find. Well, like you were just describing, what was Green Black Explorer evolved into the Nissa Hydroid Crisis piles mm-hmm. over the course of that was two sets. Cause this was two sets after yeah. that, but they yeah. got crisis right after 
Mm-hmm. Right. So it was like, well, I can go bigger mm-hmm. if I put a little bit of blue mana in here, put a little stank on it, get my breeding poles in here. I get hydroid crisis and like bury my opponent. So yep. I don't need the explore package anymore. Like Jade Light Ranger is a good card, but is uh, Merfolk Branchwalker a good card? Eh, not really. Yeah. So I can keep Jade Light Ranger, and if I don't need Jade Light, if I don't have Branchwalker, then I can get rid of uh, what's his name? Wild Growth Walker. Yeah. That card was unkillable for the stupid blue red deck. <laughs> unkillable. Um, it was also unkillable for mono red. Yeah. Remember that tournament? They need to ban that card. Oh yes, yes, I remember that guy. Yeah. Not banned worthy, but no. right, you like in the smaller standards, like you find yourself getting pushed more to the the uh, decks that are kind of the limited archetypes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think we all missed... Uh, well, it's kind of hard. We kind of missed food. Not food, I'm sorry. Adventures. Mm-hmm. Until, like, later on. Yeah. Because, uh, like, we were all blinded by Oko. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But... Put your shirt back on. I can't see. So sexy. Make me an elk daddy. Uh, <laughs> um, but like you, in these smaller standards, you're often driven to the limited archetypes and like playing yeah. what, are, how, what are the cards that fit well together? And now you only play like the tippy top of those like limited cards. But, you know, there aren't a lot of commons in like current standard. Right. Right. Like that list of cards we were going over, it's like one uncommon or two, and then a whole bunch of. Well, some of the removal was. Yeah, some of the removal. But like you, but like you have a bunch of really more rarer cards, and like in smaller standards, you're like, well, this common works really well with this uncommon, which (laughs) supports this like objectively good rare. I guess I can put all those together and have this little package. Like, none of them are awful on their own. Like, they might draw me a land or, like, you know, fix my draw. Okay, mm-hmm. like, I'll take that. I was trying to think of, like, like after that, then we went into... Oh, so then it kind of breaks down because then we went into Field of the Dead. And oh, sta- yeah. And Standard was Field of the Dead and Scape Shift. Yeah, for a while. Worst. Right. Was that was that before Oko? Did we like No, it was after. Cuz it was uh cuz it was Field of the Dead Golos. Okay. And then but like then they were like, kind of like broke and I'm trying to think I don't Throne Throne was the winner set. Throne was Throne the fall up, set. Right. Well, yeah, but it was like the end of 18, right? Not the end of 19. Uh, oh, here we go. Every magic set in order. So, core set uh, 2020. 
And then Throne was Fall 19. Okay. Then Theros Beyond Death. So. And then the world ended. Yeah, so it went like Roar of the Spark. Mm-hmm. So it went Teferi in the Golo Scape Shift. Right, because Scape Shift was the year before. Yeah, it was 19. Right. Well, Core 19 would have been yeah, 18. W- yeah. Course at 20 was yeah. Golos. Yeah. And then once that all went away, then we got... Uh, we Oko. got Oko, which, but I mean, even, even that was like, those X were just blue green. Um, and that's another thing that I noticed from midweek magic, like the mana was atrocious. Yeah. Right. Like playing multiple colors was probably a mistake. I did it in a couple decks. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to ramp into stuff. I can. I can find double white for this stupid uh, wrath that I need to cast so I don't die. Uh, nothing can possibly go wrong. <laughs> um, right? So, in the manage being atrocious, like, gets you out of, like, the multicolor piles. Yeah. Right? There'd be, like, no way you could play, like, Grixis. Right. Right? Like, no. You... Awful lot of pain lands. Awful lot of pain lands. Awful lot of, like, tap lands yeah i don't uh i don't even remember if they must have been there and i just didn't play them uh but yeah you just have you're like way more constrained in these smaller formats and i think that we're gonna have like the same problem where they're like oh hey we're gonna make we're not gonna make all these mid-range cards they can't help themselves yeah right they just make mid-range cards and they're going to have the same problem and the mana is going to be pretty good or as good as it is now, yeah. which means you can kind of do whatever you want. And then I also get some utility lands. Neat. I like yeah. utility lands. Uh, just just for the listeners, to let you know where I am in my life, I have, I'm on some website with uh, all the list of magic cards. And what is my, like... Uh, what was my little random video playing in the corner to ads? It was a Pampers ad. Swear <laughs> we've we've now got into uh, um, uh, what's it called? We got into like something about Warhammer, but now we're back to baby diaper ad. We're back to a Pampers ad. This is where I am. Magic cards and diapers. <laughs> this is it. This is this is where it is. Both paper products. Both paper products. Yes. I'm hard on trees. This is this is this is what we have learned about the, uh, here. So I like. I understand the value proposition, value argument, but I think going bigger is just going to lead to the same problems. It might. Also, like when we were in Dominaria, the limited archetype was soldiers, right? Mm-hmm. And then for some reason, beyond my comprehension, I'm sure something, something, um, story, we decided to make the blue-white draft archetype knights. Yeah. If they would have just made the blue-white draft archetype soldiers. Soldiers. Or made the first one knights, knights. instead of soldiers. 
Yeah. Same cards, just change the creature type. Then you probably have a legitimate blue-white archetype in standard because you have two sets worth of cards. Right. Right? And it's just like you guys could have just changed Knight to Soldier and, like, had decks, like... I can't imagine they were like playing the future future league and weren't just like, man, I really wish this uh, <laughs> blue white mythic that that we printed made soldiers. soldiers instead of knights. Man, that would make all these cars in this other set way better. Yeah, and like, but the story, bro. Can we can we change the story? Can yeah. Teferi bring back soldiers and not knights? <laughs> no, it's got to be knights. So these none of these cards are allowed to work together. Not at all. None of them. Okay, thanks. I don't understand why we only have red black. It's like, well, you see. <laughs> Had to have knights, that's why. Had to have knights. Couldn't couldn't do anything else. So But I thought that just like the midweek magic, magic on the edge was kind of a like illustrated what they want by mm-hmm. doing the opposite thing. Opposite. Yeah. I mean that's part for the course though. Yeah. So I th- I think those are all my Deep, deeply held opinions on on magic for this week. Deeply held. Yeah. Yeah. So with all that, I think we got a show. I think we have a show. Uh, so if you want to reach out to us on social media, uh, all those links for Facebook, Discord, Twitter, and stuff are all in the description below. Yeah. Hit us up. Let you know or let us know what you think. Or if you got any ideas for shows or anything else you got going on, hit us up. Yeah. Uh, we got a an awful long stretch coming with, well, lately it's been a lot of news, but not a whole lot of sets compared to what we've had the last few months. So if you got anything you want to hear about, let us know. Like Brian said, links are in the description. Uh, if you want to support the show, there's two ways you can do it. The first is with our TCG player affiliate link. Oh, don't die on me. Don't die. No, sorry. Uh, casualtryhard.com slash TCG is the affiliate link. Follow that on over to TCG Player, and anything you purchase will help to support the show by giving us a cut of it. If you want to support us more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg, where patrons get access to our show notes, so you get a sneak peek about, about what that week's episode's going to be. Uh, you also get access to our pre-show, about another hour's worth of content out of us, uh, completely raw, unedited, unscripted, just us making sure our equipment works before we record the show. Usually it's pretty entertaining though. And you also get put in a mailing list, which should be going out, if not tomorrow, the next day. Um, but if you're interested in getting in on future ones, go on over to patreon.com slash casual MTG and chip a couple bucks in. Help keep the show going. Give us some value back and uh, yeah. we'd appreciate it. Yeah. All right. We've got nothing else. So with that, we'll catch you on the internets. We'll catch you on the internets.